the Gospel of Mark. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus. And very early on, on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled for the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I heard about a pastor giving his children's message on Easter morning. And when he asked the children, what do you think was the first thing Jesus said to his friends when he came out of the tomb? A little boy stood up, flung wide his arms and answered, ta-da! Well, it's a great answer. But sadly, it is not told this way by Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. There was no big ta-da from Jesus in any of the resurrection accounts. In fact, there was no big drama or fanfare at all. In not one of the gospels did Jesus emerge from the tomb with a thunderclap to show the world that he had won the battle, that he was right when he predicted he'd be raised up in three days. Each of the gospel writers describe the resurrection story with differing details, like how many angels or women were present at the tomb. But the writers did agree upon this. The disciples' comprehension of Jesus' victory over death revealed itself like the slow rising dawn. Here the angel tells Salome, Mary Magdalene, and Mary, mother of Jesus, to go and share with the other disciples that the tomb is empty, that Jesus is gone, and that Jesus said for them to meet him in Galilee. In other words, Jesus wants the men and women to return to their homes, families, and jobs they'd left behind to follow him. They had sacrificed so much to invest their futures with Jesus. Despite the angel's command, the women leave and say nothing to anyone, because it says they were afraid. Their encounter with the empty tomb brought with it terror and amazement, which resulted in silence. Now, I think I can understand why words often fail us after a trauma or a spiritual encounter. Not many of us talk openly about our own experiences with God or Jesus or holy mystery. Sometimes all we can be is silent. Although the last words of Mark's gospel story are that the women are afraid, 
Fear is not the end of God's story. It isn't the end of the women's story. And it isn't the end of our story. Last year in our joint Easter sermon that we filmed in the Columbarium, Pastor Ian and I preached not about a joyful resurrection celebration, but about a quiet one. We wanted Easter 2020 to be more true to the first Easter morning. On Easter 2020, the U.S. was roughly a month into the pandemic and at the start of a global stay-at-home order. The world was reeling and bewildered and uncertain of what our futures would be. Pastor Ian and I decided it would be more fitting to focus on Saturday, on the holy waiting time between Good Friday and Easter. It turns out the holy Saturday vigil, the giant timeout we've been given has lasted far longer than we could have thought or even imagined. Just like the disciples had to wait in uncertainty and fear, we've had to wait in our own uncertainty, our grief, and yes, a fair amount of fear. Today, Easter 2021, we yearn to be released from our anxiety about the future. And we are more than ready to come out from behind locked doors, our own versions of a kind of tomb-like existence. We're more than ready to celebrate life in the fullness of the light of day. It is happening ever so slowly. Vaccines are here. Most people are still honoring safety protocols. Renewal and liberation are at hand. There are signs of hope. Easter reminds us that resurrection is always about new starts, about new life springing forth. Easter falls on a different date each year. It is no accident that Easter always falls in the springtime. The Christian narrative we reenact every year in worship is tied to the natural cycles of the season from the cold and dark of Advent in late fall to the bright blossoming of Easter in the spring. Our tradition understands the power of the resurrection story is best felt in the paired beauty of the creation unfolding around us. Signs of new life inside of us are entwined with the sight of slowly budding trees and greening grasses. We hear birds chant to us the song of God's fresh handiwork. At Easter, we celebrate that we've made it through the dormancy of winter. And with every new bud, little by little, step by step, inch by inch, we turn our faces toward a fresh future. In the resurrection of Jesus, we are promised that new life is possible today, tomorrow, next year. We are not bound by the past. Paul in 2 Corinthians said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. The empty tomb echoes that good news, death did not and will not have the final word. Our suffering, will not be wasted. Even our tragedies can be redeemed. 
the chaos of these days is actually a sign that something new is being born within us. The prophet Isaiah put it this way, Behold, I am doing a new thing, says the Lord. Do you not perceive it? God is doing a new thing. Do we not perceive it? Easter is not just a holiday. It's not a creed we recite blandly about Jesus' death and resurrection. Easter is best understood as a verb. Easter is about God doing, God acting, God moving us toward something new. To Easter means to be renewed. To Easter is to imagine life differently, even in and after a pandemic. To Easter is to witness transformation in the same way we watch the astonishing metamorphosis of a moth to a butterfly. The resurrection and the pandemic have this in common. They both changed the world. For the disciples, there was no going back to the life they lived before the resurrection. They returned home to Galilee, where they were commissioned to live new lives. They became apprentices for new vocations. They became Eastered people. For us, there's no going back either. New vocations are now given to us as we slowly come out of this pandemic. Can we perceive it? The suffering we've witnessed and continue to see is not ending with a ta-da, with fanfare in a blink of an eye. For many years ahead, as individuals and as a people, we will be seeking meaning and purpose from all we've experienced. After the disciples returned to Galilee, they had to learn how to become messengers of hope. They slowly had to become the body of the risen Christ on earth. I ask you to ponder, what have you learned during this year of holy waiting? What is God doing as we hope for a post-pandemic world? What are the invisible signs that this is taking place? And what is ours to do to partner with God in this new life? This year of quarantine has been a bittersweet gift. It has given us time to look at ourselves. We are now offered the opportunity to make choices to live in fresh ways. The pandemic and Easter give us the opportunity to envision our lives differently. What pruning might we need to do in our spirits and schedules to make room for healthy growth? What pruning needs to happen that will free us from beliefs and values that lead us away from life? Now, I've heard many people say they do not want to go back to being so busy like they were before quarantine. Just maybe we've realized the tyranny of busyness saps life energy from us. Let's prune back the number of church meetings we have. The quarantine insisted on a different pace. Might it be possible to rest more, read more, walk more, 
laugh more, eat more meals with family, get outside more, and for many of you, to continue with art projects you love. Easter is something that can happen every day. Death did not slam the door on our futures. The heavy stone that lay at the tomb did not hold back the power of God to bring forth life. Christ Jesus Easters us into, a new, into new creations, not in a ta-da ta moment, but slowly. He shares his risen life with us. As St. Paul says, it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. Easter is more than a day, an event, or a remembrance. Easter is a verb. Easter is the way we live into hope. May God move us from fear to amazement, from reluctance to astonishment, from suspicion to trust. Creation is budding around us. May God Easter our futures with love. Thanks be to God and happy Easter. Amen.